0: Thank <laughs> to the Average Joe Theology Show. My name is Levi Sanders. My name is Hunter Harrison. And my name is Chase Schaefer. Everybody's back. Here we go. From the beach. (laughs) The beach. I'm sorry. How's the beach? Oh my gosh, dude. Why did you not take us with you? I I wish I actually could have. (laughs) I told Savannah, I was
1: like, hey, I really miss my boys. (laughs) Just think about it, dude. We're sitting there on the beach and we're just, we have our mics and we're just like, hey. Let's do an Average Joe Theology
2: yes. Show podcast episode. That's what we should have done, dude. That would have been awesome. Yes. From the beach. Live from the beach. Live, Live from the shore.
1: The docks. Wherever. Live from Surfside. Live from the floating out boat. Out yes, the in the middle of the ocean. ocean.
2: That would have been fun, too.
1: That was absolutely hilarious. We totally <laughs> could have done that. <laughs> we totally could have
2: we would have had to film that one though cuz you got to we got yeah. to you'd have to do the whole thing. It
1: would have taken a while because like it took me a while to get out there. There was a <laughs> I mean, there was a boat that we took out Yeah, and you that, could have
2: swam to the the boat that was out in the middle of the ocean and then me and Levi could have taken the other boat <laughs> and, and we'll meet me you there. there and then yeah. I have to come back.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a boat that uh floated out our anchor actually took off to, or it fell off the boat. The boat was about a fifth to a fourth of a mile out into the open waters in the ocean <laughs> and i don't know why but i ran into the ocean i was like well um somebody's guess, gotta go get somebody's gotta go get this boat so i just swam out there <laughs> <It> took <laughs> me like five ten minutes even though there was another boat there was another boat was there available to be used all i see is this floating out ship and mm-hmm. i'm like well i need to go get that and because nobody else can and there was someone asleep in the boat there was well, no, they they would have been terrified whenever they found it. <laughs> so luckily, actually, I did, and they weren't like legit out in the ocean. That's like. funny. Yeah. So that was that was interesting. Um, the beach was great. It was really good. It was a really relaxing time that I needed. So oh, um, good. yeah, it was awesome. It was really
0: recuperated good. and exactly.
1: back exactly. This week, like I woke up every day, and I'm like, man. I'm not as tired as I usually am. So good. I still got a little bit Juvenated of. Two weeks, I tank. get to go to the beach. So, heck yes, I'm down I for just, that. What does don't that mean? Get to go to the beach. What does that mean for the podcast? That means it's you boys. It's, oh. I don't even know how to work this. It's time. gonna
2: be a bad episode.
0: No, nah, it'll be good. It'll be amazing. Really, it'll be so good that I'm just gonna quit, and you guys. Oh right, yeah. You guys just take the podcast.
1: Hunter and I are actually gonna break down eschatology in every single. There you go. No, we're not. There you
2: go. (laughs) We're not. Post mail. That's all you need to know. They're gonna do a. They're gonna do. They're gonna do a (laughs) podcast on every
0: single verse in the Bible. Yeah, in one episode. No, no, no. I'm talking about each verse gets its own individual episode. (laughs)
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Dang. Wow. Yeah, that'll
2: yeah. be
0: good. I'll be dead by the time you guys finish. Well, I'll be dead by the time <laughs> we finish. I'll <laughs> we'll have
2: to record like how many per day, I wonder. How you been, Hunter? I've been good, dude. Just chilling, just hanging yeah. out, living life. Watching TV? Watching TV, reading books, going
0: to going the, to the gym. gym. What kind of books have you been reading? Living the life. Now that's, really okay, now this is a topic. This is, this is, this really is good just, right here.
2: I mean, I say books, but I really mean scripture and then the table talks that Oh. You bought for me, so I guess... I do, like, so books. Really, books is a loose book. term. The book. And a magazine. Yeah. <laughs> the best it's a magazine. loose term. <laughs> yeah, Table Talk. Table Talk. Slaps. Have you been
0: doing the devotions in Table Talk, or just the articles? The, I do the devotions. I haven't really? got to the articles yet. I've, I, I, I think do once the devotions,
2: me and, and then, then I go back and do the articles later.
0: I think once Kelsey and I finish the, the summer reading plan that we're going to do, I think I'm going to pick up doing the daily devotions in Table Talk. Mm-hmm. I know Gary um he our pastor them. has done them for years i enjoy them really they're pretty yeah. solid that's awesome so i i think because i would like to have a shorter devotion to do in the morning i think my issue it's is a like a
1: good one i try to get, get up with. and
0: i try to get up and i do i do too my much. reading but the issue is i try to do too much word and then i read like four or five chapters but then i don't have time for prayer mm. and so now i'm like okay now i realize that Table prayer talk. is really the key, so I just want enough yeah. scripture to meditate on for the day and be fed, and then time for prayer. Yeah, to table, set up my day.
2: Table talk's a good one to start the day with because it's it's a little bit shorter and and it has like little sections of scripture that you can do for further study. So if you wanted to make it a little longer, you could, but you can do the the little section of devotional, and then that doesn't take that doesn't take that long to do, and then and then yeah, you have a little more time for prayer, which is usually what I do in the morning. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's pretty solid because right now our reading plan is like out four chapters a day. Mm-hmm.
0: But you're it's doing good. the Canon Press thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Same page summer.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it's it actually like a really great plan.
0: I'm um, I'm enjoying it. It's it you know in God's providence always when you stay in His Word it's really like He's speaking to the issues I'm struggling with right now, mm. Um, mm. The, the the decisions that are that are up in the air and all mm-hmm. that He's really kind of just mm. speaking to it. So there you go praise. It's funny how that that works. I know exactly. (laughs) Okay well then speaking of scripture let's talk about what we're going to talk about today.
1: Let's do this. Okay
0: so um, if you're listening to this episode a couple weeks ago we we dropped an episode titled baptism part one Mm -hmm. on baptism part one Um, and part two hasn't come out yet and you're probably like okay where's it at you know it's what's the deal with this
1: they're they're waiting I know they want really
0: actually
2: creating it Or you're
0: probably like, why did they name this baptism part one Um, and then went to a a completely different subject, which we did. So today we're doing On Baptism part two.
1: What's up? (laughs) Is there going to be a part three? Do we even talk about that? Um, I just, it just now popped in my head.
0: No, I don't know. Why would there be a part three? I guess there could be. We could do. There could be
1: you, talk about the topic. Okay. And then yes. I'll ask.
0: Okay. So to so on baptism part one we took we presented the
2: yes.
0: Baptist or the Protestant view of of baptism of credo baptism or about of believers baptism. Today we are going to talk about the Protestant view of infant baptism or heresy. Pr- no or, or paido bapt. <laughs> no, I'm gonna mute you. I'm just kidding. Or, <laughs> that was a joke. Was a joke. I was getting offended. Calm down pedo baptism and this is why we're doing this episode you're probably like okay this doesn't make any sense if you know any of us we all go to baptist churches <laughs> correct? so you're like okay what what's going on with this podcast well speaking for myself in my own experience and i would say you guys affirm if you had the same experience sure. um growing up in a baptist church in a largely baptist area you lost me Oh, that's true. (laughs) Um, Well, still, you were saved in a Baptist church. (laughs) Right, right. That's what I'm familiar with, yeah. So growing up in that context, when I looked at people who baptize infants, I was like, okay, this makes no sense. I don't know where they get this from. I feel like they probably just made it up, didn't think about it at all, Um, and it's just like tradition, you know, maybe they're just holding on to it from the Catholic Mm, church mm -hmm. or whatever. So I was like, this doesn't make any sense for the longest time. Until I was in college— and had to write a paper on pedo baptism mm. What is when I first studied the, the topic, and I was like, whoa, okay, this argument actually has some merit. And actually, this episode probably would have come out two weeks ago, but um, we have really been laboring over how to present it, how to discuss it, um, we've been discussing it amongst ourselves me chase and hunter um so so this is a topic we we've been laboring over studying over, and yep. we really just want to present it here um just present what they view, what the true argument is, and then kind of just discuss it a little bit as um three baptists so mm-hmm. well, two and a half baptists <laughs> so um so so let's One, get into it. Do you guys or, have anything to add on that? Know, Is
1: that your experience as well? Yeah, yeah, I would definitely say that whenever um we were going to start talking about this, I was or actually I just say more the reform circles with people that I really look to to find like you know, look at commentaries, look at things that what they believe and stuff like that. As you start getting more and more into it, you start find finding those those points that you're like, okay, I actually don't believe that. That's very interesting. Why do they believe that? Right. This person who I highly respect or um, so it's always been, you know, kinda interesting whenever I hear that. And so whenever we started doing this episode, you know, I've always kind of known about it and I knew that there were some points there, but it wasn't something that I truly followed. And so I didn't follow. So whenever I started looking into it, um, it became very interesting. Yes. And I, I because I saw both sides or both points really, where I was kinda like, Okay, I see their side now I see the uh, the Credo Baptist side. Yes. So so, w- like I really got into a deep dive of like, all right, which which is the right one, and so right. it became a thing where I I was just going over and over on debates, like ten hours worth of debates that I was listening to, trying to really take this this secondary issue and just really trying to look at it and see what's what's important about it and or not important about it, but what the two differing views are and where they come at each other yeah. on, mm-hmm. a de- on the debate scale. That's how I actually enjoy yeah. finding out more well, let's, deeper about topics.
0: Let's go ahead and, and throw some advertisements out there. If you guys are interested in looking into this topic further, um, the first resource I would say you look up is the Ligonier debate between R.C. Sproul and John MacArthur. That's mm-hmm. a good one. On baptism. That's a great one. If you download the Ligonier app, you can listen to it for free. It's on YouTube for free. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I know Chase particularly enjoyed um, listening to James White Debate yes. on baptism.
1: I did. The, uh, I feel like in the first one I listened to, that's the one I listened to twice actually. Um, there's two debates that James White's done. And the first one I listened to was James White versus, um, I think it's Pastor or Dr. Uh, Shishko. And okay. that, that one I really enjoyed. They both got, I feel like, both their points out there. And they really just talked about it and discussed it. And I, I loved it. You could tell they were very friendly. James White taught at his church the week before on Islam. So I thought, you know, like they're yeah. good friends and they debated on this issue. I right, really enjoyed yeah. it.
0: Yeah. And it's Well, same with R.C. and, and John MacArthur. Yeah. Yes, they were close yes, friends through ministry.
2: Close. And this issue is more of like, I would say a friendly conversation more than like yeah. a heated debate. It's well, not like a Christian opinion, versus an atheist or something like that. <laughs> right. It's not too, these debates super right. conflicting views that we just have to fight to the death over.
0: And I would say this before we present the argument. Um, if you're doing what what Albert Muller would call theological triage, okay? So you go to the you go to the hospital, they're going to put you into triage to evaluate how serious your your illness or or need for help is before mm-hmm. they place you um where you need care so we as christians should be doing theological triage as we as we develop as we develop um tiers for how important an issue is yeah. over how how we should fellowship with others mm-hmm. how how hard should we fight to be the same on certain issues so like obviously who christ is right um how the substitutionary death right all these things should be first level primary issues right yeah I would say ortho- primary issues would be anything Orthodox Christians cannot disagree on.
1: Right. Because mm-hmm. if you disagree Outside on them, of that, you're not a Christian. heresy, Right. Correct.
0: Um, so then you go down to secondary issues. So for me, when it comes, and then tertiary issues, which would be like eschatology. Yes. To me, What's the um, tree, which gosh. is the study of, of end times. So to me, um, baptism, like the importance of baptism, the need for baptism mm-hmm. would fall as a secondary issue. It's not, it's not a primary issue of salvation, but it mm. is very important. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay? But how you implement baptism would be a tertiary issue. That makes sense. Right. That I think, I think we, should, we should be able to be in covenant with each other and even in fellowship with each other to yeah. disagree over how you implement baptism, mm-hmm. as long as it's still important. Yeah. So so now let's just present the argument. Um, you know, we could spend a very long time yes. really going deep into the argument of paedo-baptism but I have two texts that I just want to read really quickly and just present the basic argument. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So this is is it. Genesis 17. Genesis 17, starting in verse 7 and verse 9. God creates his covenant with Abraham. Okay, I'll read this. Verse 7. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. Okay, going down to verse 9. He says, And God said to Abraham, As for you, you you shall keep my covenant, you and your offspring, after you throughout their generations. This is my covenant, which you shall keep, between me and you and your offspring after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised. Okay, so there we see God create a covenant with Abraham, the covenant of grace. OK, it is it is Abraham's grace or, or God's grace, Abraham's faith that expresses belief in God and true trust that saves him. We, we read that from the New Testament. But we see God create this covenant with Abraham yeah. um, that he will be the he will be their God um, to Abraham and to his offspring. Right. To, to him and to his kids. Then um, we see him bring a sign with that covenant. Mm-hmm. and that sign being circumcision. We read mm-hmm. that all throughout the Old Testament. In the New Testament, we see this in Acts 2. You have you have Peter's um great sermon there in Acts 2 after Pentecost, and he says this. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart those who were listening to this sermon. This is um Acts 2 verse mm-hmm. 37. And said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now listen to the similarity here to Genesis, for the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom to the Lord, whom the Lord God calls to Himself. So um, now we see a a covenant of grace between God and his people who he, who he saves and calls out. Um, and we see a sign of that covenant being baptism, right? Mm-hmm. So, so the, the Pedo Baptist view is that there is a continuation there. We, it is the same covenant of grace from Adam to, to, to Christ, right? Mm-hmm. The same covenant of grace or, or really from Abraham to, to, to Christ. Um, you see that covenant of grace. And so in the new covenant, right, you have the what you would consider the old covenant or the Old Testament um, mm-hmm. with the law and all these different things. But going back to Abraham, really, you had this covenant and you had the sign of the covenant circumcision. Um, and then and then with the law was added Passover. OK, mm-hmm. and then you go to the New Testament, you have the same covenant, you have the sign of baptism. That's are part of the covenant people. That's what the circumcision is. Embodied right. or, or symbolized that you are part of the covenant people of God, um, and that's what baptism does in the New Testament. That that's the argument for, from Pado Baptists, and they would see Passover being replaced with the Lord's Supper. I think that's clear um, in mm-hmm. in the upper room yeah. as Jesus establishes that. So basically, that's the argument, the continuation that because the promise in the Old Testament covenant of circumcision was given to those who, who would believe, those who, who became covenant people, and then to their children mm-hmm. as they were born, um, right. that the same covenant sign in the New Testament being baptism mm-hmm. should be to those who believe yeah. and are converted, mm-hmm. and then to their children, believing chi- or, or not believing children, but children of believers right. should also mm-hmm. receive the sign of covenant membership. Um, and that's basically the argument. I know that's like a very brief Um, version of it so if you're a paedo-baptist and you're like oh that's a horrible way to describe it i apologize okay
2: well you could you could look at uh what the heidelberg catechism says about it hit it hunter which the question that's posed is should infants too be baptized the answer within the catechism is yes infants as well as adults belong to god's covenant and congregation through christ's blood the redemption from sin and the holy spirit who works faith are promised to them no less than to adults Therefore by baptism as sign of the covenant they must be incorporated into the Christian church and distinguished from the children of unbelievers. This was done in the old covenant by circumcision in place of which baptism was instituted in the new covenant. And then it lists a bunch of different scripture as proof text so like it mentions Genesis 17:7, 7, Matthew 19:14, Psalm 22:10, Acts 2:38:39 which is what you just read. And then a couple others, I won't go through all of them, but that's kind of a very condensed, short little summary of, of the, the Pedo baptist argument, if you will. Yes. Mm-hmm. And why should they be separated from children
0: of unbelievers? Well, you could go to 1 Corinthians 7.
2: That's where I was going to
1: go. Okay, yeah. read it. So 1 Corinthians 7, verse 12. Um, and this was a very interesting passage, I thought. So to the rest I say, if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever and she consents to live with him, he should not divorce her. If any woman has a husband who is an unbeliever and he consents to live with her, she should not divorce him. And then in verse 14, this is the big part. For the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife, and the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean as it is. They are holy.
0: So that's the key. The children of believers are holy. They're considered holy. Paul says that here in 1 Corinthians 7. Now, what does that mean to be holy? That means to be set apart, mm-hmm. right? Different, separated. Right. And really what that means here is that these children of believers are set apart from the children of unbelievers simply because God has graced them to be raised in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Or or you would think, right? A and lot so, of yeah. believing parents still drop the ball on raising their children <laughs> in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Mm. But... But that's the idea behind it that mm-hmm. that God has has by His grace allowed that precious child to be born into the covenant people, to be raised in in covenant faithfulness, and and so, um, you know that we would argue or Pado Baptists would argue yes. that 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 sign should then go to them just as it did in in the old covenant with circumcision.
1: Yeah, see that's the then that would be the the difference of opinion here based on this passage of Scripture with Pado baptist they would say because of the covenant, correct, that a child, because he's in the covenant, he's made holy because of the believing parent that correct. he has. So that's why he would be baptized is because he's now considered holy because he's in the covenant versus yes. like a Credo-Baptist, I think they would just say that they are holy because they're in the family of a believer because that that grace is a cup and it pours off onto his family or her family, which is the
0: same thing the Pedo Baptist is saying. They're just saying they just take it a step further and say they so they
1: should receive the sign. So they re- So they should receive the sign. Right. And basically, they they hold to that old covenant, um, falling into also where the new covenant is as well done by households. So yes, yeah, yeah. So
0: so and 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 you know, a lot of people will say that the simple rebuttals would be, well, nowhere in the New Testament do you see. Um, a baby baptized. Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. However, always in the New Testament, those are first-generation believers. The right. church is being established.
2: These things are just getting kicked off.
0: This things are just getting kicked off. So, no, you do not see a baby baptized, but you do. You also do not see a baby born into a believing family. Mm-hmm. Nowhere in the New Testament. Right. So, um, And there are so, also are throughout the book of Acts multiple times where you see somebody saved and baptized, and it mentions that they are baptized with their household. Mm-hmm. That their household is baptized, and I know Chase would mm-hmm. would argue that you can't you can't make the argument that there most definitely were children there.
1: Yeah the the argument there, um, w- because that's what they they call themselves also as Oiko-Baptists, where the household it's a household covenant type view, uh, for the Presbyterians. I'm making sure I'm not saying Protestants, <laughs> but uh, for the Presbyterians, but uh, the Presbyterians are Protestants. Y- They are, but what I'm saying is a Protestant (laughs) isn't always. We have to be more specific. I know, I know. Like that,
0: I remember back in school. Was it like a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square, or the other way around?
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah. (laughs) kind of like that. A rectangle is a square. A Presbyterian is always a Protestant, but a Protestant is not necessarily a Presbyterian. I always get it mixed
1: up, and I was (laughs) making sure I was saying it right. But um, so I, I would say that from my view, whenever I look at Acts that um, in those households represented um, Philippian jailer or um, different different ones I'm trying to... Oh, my gosh, what's that got? Crispus. Um, you can make the argument that the household also rejoiced, as it says in the Philippian jailer, whenever they all came to faith or whenever they came to faith that they rejoiced and that there's different times that it also says that they repented or they had faith. And I believe that because we have seen with in Acts two as well where you went out to that three thousand believers repented and believed that you see this continuation of with baptism there's repentance and belief. And then with households as well, whenever it talks about it you can make the argument that um with those households they as well repented and believed. So it wasn't just like one person believed but Well you can make the there. argument. But you, you could can also make, make the argument that exactly. there, it's plausible for there to be children there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's what and that's what well that's what I'm saying with the households. There's the, that the three
0: thousand. It really isn't a valid argument because once more, those are first generation believers. None of them were children.
1: Right. Yeah, you could say that, and then on top of that, though, whenever you look at the households, there's the argument there made where you can assert as well that maybe the entire household was not believers. It was just the head of the household such as in the presbyterian view or with the credo baptist view where the, actually the household that did get baptized whenever they were baptized they were actually all believers. Right. So there's so are kind of getting in the discourse weeds. there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and I I'm not saying that I'm I am baptist. Um, yeah. I just find the argument very compelling. Yeah. As do I. Especially especially when you consider that um you know, I gave Chase some homework. I don't think he's done it yet. What? But to find me a source. Oh, gosh. To find me a source. For, okay, I may oh, be wrong, oh, gosh, okay? Sorry. I'm not a church history scholar. I just love church history. Oh, I, I know what you're going um, with that. But, but it seems as if Credo Bab- the Credo Baptist view did not really come into prevalence until the Anabaptists in the 1500s, that the vast majority of church history, especially the vast majority, well, let's just say that for now. The vast majority of church history um, has been paedo Baptist.
1: In the beginning, that's what you're saying,
0: all the way until the 1500s. Mm.
1: From my research, I okay. may be
0: wrong, but, okay. but
1: yeah, see, I've not done my homework. That's on that what yet. it looked. That's looks what you gave to that to me that last the night Anabaptists I was like mm. the
0: Anabaptists at the Reformation is are really who who brought mm-hmm. the Credo Baptist view into prevalence. Mm-hmm. Now let's also consider this: that each one of us sitting at this table is is robustly reformed.
1: Yes,
2: correct. We we
0: hold to confessional. Oh. Busty. Um, historic Reformed, reformed? theology—that sounds
2: like another n- podcast. It does. It's, um, Let's we just need change, to change trademark that.
0: <laughs> okay, now listen. But we we all hold to confessional historic Reformed theology, mm-hmm. and and credo baptism or believer's baptism has always been a huge minority in in reformed the circles. reformed circles. Yeah, in the reformed faith, the vast majority of reformed people, mm-hmm. because b- because covenant theology. Is included in the Reformed faith. That's a a, a real characteristic of Reformed theology. Right. Um, the vast majority of Reformed people are Pentecostal Baptist. So, just something to consider. Is I'm not true? saying that I'm Pentecostal Baptist or that history is yeah, is the, is not the our all sufficient
2: to say that you need to be right.
0: Pentecostal Baptist. And I'm yeah. not saying tradition stumps Scripture, obviously. But mm-hmm. we should read the Bible and interpret the Bible mm-hmm. within the confines of church history to make sure we're not way off in the weeds. Yeah, this um, has
1: been. Probably my most interested thing that I've been in, looking into for a very long time. Like, because yeah. I've I, I I looked into it and I was like, man, there's a lot for both sides. Right. That I was mm-hmm. that are very very interesting, right. it,
2: and they're both very compelling. Yeah. And, and yeah. if you hear somebody who can really articulate it well, so if you listen to somebody who presents the Pado Baptist argument, you like you walk away from it and you're like, hmm, well, yeah. And then you listen to somebody who can articulate the other position, and you walk away from that, and you're like. Mm, well it's like well i don't know i don't that's know why, what to
1: believe that's why you need to listen to debates and almost nothing right. else, because those points can go back you and forth. see both sides they can call out each other in the debate circle yes. and being able to like talk about scriptures. the debates are good that's I mean, all i listen to on these issues i can't sit there and listen to somebody for an hour and a half just talk about their view because yeah. by the time i'm done i'm back like, and forth yeah like by the time i'm done i'm like okay now i'm super confused yeah. and then i'll go my preferred to the way is
0: just to read i i, I like to I know read you love way to read. i like to listen mm-hmm. um i'm more of a listener but, I but think. once more there's there's there are faithful men that i respect and look up to that are Cato baptists such as macarthur or spurgeon or um you know i mean you could go on and on with baptist mm-hmm. leaders albert moeller um, mm-hmm. um james white that's the james white like. um what's the uh Oh, man, his, his his name is leaving me. What's the Ligonier guy? Oh, That's Credo Baptist? Here. Lawson. Lawson, Stephen Lawson. I love that guy. Um, So there are great guys that I respect that are Credo Baptist, and there are a long line of great guys that I respect that are Pedo Baptists, such as John Calvin. R.C. Sproul. R.C. Sproul. Um, Doug Wilson. Doug Wilson. And, Doug Wilson's the big one. Yeah, yeah, so you could go on and on. Uh, Doug Wilson actually guys. has some great videos about – how he switched from being Credo Baptist to, mm-hmm. to Paedo Baptist mm-hmm. and what really um, convinced him and some books that he's written on this subject as well. So um, what's more, we don't want to try to convince you one way or the other. I would argue that this is, uh, whether you are Paedo or Credo, um, it is a tertiary issue. Just make sure mm-hmm. the baptism is important. We are called to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say this is not an issue that we should disfellowship or yeah. – or, mm-hmm fight over i think it's important i mean i think we should discuss it try to get to the bottom of it if we can yeah we've had uh, with so the many help of the lord about it yeah but uh but but if we don't i don't think we should not fellowship with each other over it um you know i just want i i just love talking to somebody who knows their bible and can make an argument from it
2: mm-hmm.
0: a whole lot more than than i do somebody that just wants to say oh well, mm-hmm. well that's, you're wrong yeah you're just wrong you're wrong like whatever. Okay. But but either way, um that that's really why we wanted to make this episode, just to present the argument, discuss it a little bit. I hope it's been beneficial to you. Um do you guys have anything else to add on it?
2: No sir. No ma'am.
0: Okay. Well, um with that, we will see you guys next week.
1: Bye. <laughs>